You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Robertson, and with me is David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. So you're coming off of uh, a week now back from Greece, and your week back from Greece hasn't gone really well. I bought I bought some of the Greek woe with me, unfortunately, in the terms of some bacteria who were pretty upset with the Greek economic situation and took it out on my stomach. Yeah, it's uh, it's never fun, man. No, it it's wasn't. never fun. But what are you going to do? I mean, you know, we all get sick occasionally. That's right. Work pretty uh, understanding. Uh yeah, they're not been too bad. It's funny uh, that you didn't get sick when you were in Africa, but you get sick when you go to the UK or when you go to Europe. There is that, yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Things to make you go, hmm. Yeah. Well, you're feeling better now. Uh, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm not 100% yet. No. Better than I was, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, been a busy week on my end. You know, as you, as we've discussed, we're opening up a, a brand new Mac Specialist store. And uh, final negotiations, talking to this automation company now um it's really cool fun stuff but i only you know i had three days this week and the rest of the week has been preparing to go to washington dc this weekend so it's been it's been a busy week for me so you're running for the democratic nomination no republican (laughs) it that way you know um you know it's funny i i was actually did you ever see the green day youtube video uh the saints I didn't know. It's, uh, the two groups get together and they do this song called The Saints. And it's, it's an okay song, but it's really about the video. And, and the video is what happened in New Orleans with when the hurricane hit and all the flooding and a lot of people dying. Yeah. Well, the video is a, what should have happened. Uh, it's the troops are recalled from Iraq and deployed to, It's really powerful, you know. You you see hundreds of helicopters in the air rescuing people, and yeah, it, it's quite moving. And it, as an American, it really ticks me off because that's what should have happened. Yeah. And so well, you know, it's, uh, well, yeah, I, I emergency response is not something that um, that you I seem to have sorted really. And when the political element comes into it as well, um, it's not great. Well. A week of doing nothing. I, I, it's, and the Republicans were in charge at the time. Yeah, may have permanently soured me on that political party. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. You know, it does kind of um, does kind of show where their priorities are. Yeah, you know, it, it, if it had been uh, if it had been uh, you know New York or downtown uh, Houston or someone like that where there's a big financial interest, you kind of get the impression it would have been a very different matter. Yeah, if it would have been the Hamptons, yeah, <laughs> you know, it kind of goes to the to the point where when uh, JFK Jr. was his plane went down mm-hmm. out to sea, the military even moved satellites around to look for it. Whereas if it would have been the NAACP, even the highest guy in that organization. And then Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson in the plane, and it would have gone down. Do you think the military would have moved stuff? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that when um, 
when that uh, the uh, the the famous aviator crashed and disappeared. What was his name? Um, Fossey, Fossett. Yes. You remember the guy? Yeah. Um, that uh, they they tried to stick his widow with the rescue bill. Mm-hmm. You know, for the search um, because he had money and uh, because they were, you know, stuck for money. Shouldn't, I probably shouldn't bring politics up right now. It it, it get I, it becomes a sore spot for me. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with the world. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, let's take a, 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 a way early break so David can restart his Skype because his audio quality is going to crap, and so we might as well throw an ad in real quick. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time. Hi, this is Dale Nemirovsky. I'm John Nemo's mom, and I'm here to say that he was really a pretty good boy. I I really liked him a lot, and he was very well behaved, but he didn't like his vegetables or wear his jacket, and that made me very angry because I was afraid he would get cold. I was always afraid the kids would get cold. But the desserts, let me tell you, he was really into desserts. If you listen to the App Minute podcast, Desserts on Me. And we're back. David and I both rebooted our Skype, and uh, you sound much better. Let's hope it lasts. Yeah. Skype had the flu. It went to Greece. <laughs> it, it was routing through Greece, and, you know. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> so, a <clears throat> couple things today. Where is this thing? There it is. Is that it? Let me see. No, that's not it. Well, I don't need to hold it to talk about it. Um, I got a product for review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the company itself sent it to me, but whatever. It's the uh, iHome Genuine Leather Fit Case for the iPad. Now it says for iPad 2, but now, of course, they say, oh, yeah, it works just fine with the iPad 3. Yeah, most things do. Uh, You do have to be careful. You can't assume that they're exactly the same because the iPad 3, uh, or the new iPad, sorry, is, is very slightly thicker. Well, here's the uh, here's the description of this iHome Genuine Fit leather case. It's a slim fitted folio case made of high grade cowhide leather. Do they need to put cowhide and leather in there? <laughs> and soft. Well, I, guess, I, I guess you have leather that wasn't made of cow. Oh yeah, that's I, true. Those high grade cows, you know, those ones that you know they're like the big rollers. They hit Vegas every <laughs> week. Uh, with a soft felt lining. Case allows for full access to the iPad screen and buttons. Well, <clears throat> I actually wanted this because, and I've said this before, I hate the new uh, the new iPad magnetized screen protector yeah, that Apple. Smart, yeah, smart cover, Yeah, I don't like it at all, and I kind of miss the old iPads case that my wife's using. Yeah. So this looked in the pictures very similar 
And I had a choice of a couple different cases to review, and that's the one I picked. Got she it. Liked. Well, I, I got it. I put my iPad in it, and it's terrible. Oh, dear. It's just, okay, first, the cover doesn't close hardly at all correctly. Right. So I thought, well, maybe it's because, you know, the iPad's slightly thicker. So I inspected it. That's not the case. It just doesn't lay correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't allow access to the buttons for crap. Some of the holes are cut way too big, but still not in the right spot completely. Just off a little bit. It's just all around a really crappy case. When your iPad's in there, it's not snug enough. It's like it's got too much room. But yet the iPad 3 is supposed to be a little bit bigger, right? Yeah. So imagine an iPad 2 that's it's slightly smaller, slightly thinner. It's just kind of flapping around there. Yeah, I I think the problem is um companies like iHome, they are uh, you know there's if you think there are tiers of of manufacturer of this sort of stuff. There are you know there's the top end people like Griffin and 12 South and people like that who you pay a premium price for, but um you know you kind of Or Apple's own products. Or Apple's own products, yeah. Then there's the mid-tier, and, and I, I would put you know companies like Belkin and Targus and you know the big volume manufacturers in 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 that tier. And then there's there's uh, companies like um, like iHome and and you know a hundred thousand others who uh, sell a lot of stuff, but a lot of it is sourced from the same sort of places that you can buy you know cheap Chinese stuff off eBay. Um, and that, that's not to say that, that their stuff is rubbish all the time, because I, I, I think that would be unfair to say. I have some iHome stuff, and some of it's pretty good, but it does vary from product to product. They're, they're often not designing and building it themselves. They're just buying stuff that other people make and branding it, um, and uh, that can lead to this kind of variable quality issue. And it sounds like, unfortunately, you've got a poor one. Yeah, you know, I've had some iHome stuff in the past, too, and it's been a hit, hit or miss with them, but this yeah. is a terrible case. So anybody that has a newer iPad, maybe you've seen this. I actually saw this in a airport. And I thought, ooh, I might check that out sometime. Because it looked like the original Apple case. Yeah. Terrible product. Just terrible. Yeah, I, I, as I say, you know, I think that when, you're, when you are dealing with, with a tiered manufacturer who's just rebadging other people's stuff, you're just reliant. You know, you're not getting a huge amount of quality control there, um, and uh, sometimes they just buy something in because it fits the job, but it's not necessarily great. Yeah, you know, sometimes it is. You know, you you kind of you you often weigh these things up. You know, it, it if you want to buy a pair of sunglasses, is it worth buying the high end? You know, kind of a, a brand name. You know, like Ray Ban or something like that. You'll pay 150, 200 dollars, or is it worth buying? You know, something from you know the local drugstore for me it's always worth buying from the local drugstore simply because i lose or break any expensive pair of sunglasses i'll keep a cheap pair of sunglasses forever yeah but but an expensive one broken within a week yeah and and there is a with with kind of a you know gadget accessories there's a there is an element of that as well you can spend a lot of money on i mean god knows how many uh, laptop bags i've been through over the years and you can spend a lot of money on them and then after six months they look terrible and they're kind of falling apart and and that's often not because the way they're built in the manufacture it's just the 
the life I put them through, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and at that point, yeah. you do start thinking, well, you know, if I'm going to destroy it in six months, is it worth spending, you know, £100 or £150 on, a, on an iPad, on a laptop bag? Um, but nevertheless, you can't get away from the fact that a lot of the high-end ones are better built, you know, better put together. Sometimes you get what you pay for, no question. Uh, and sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes you don't. Absolutely. But as far as this case is concerned, you recommend giving it a miss. Uh, you know, I'm going to put a review up on Amazon because that's where the requirement is for the review that I'm doing. And obviously, iHome's not going to be happy with this review, but make a better product. Yeah, well, maybe they'll appreciate the feedback. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know, David, I, I've I, like you while well, you were sick, but I like I was pretty busy and. One of the things that I was going to watch, and I just haven't got around to it, and I'm, I'm probably not going to at this point, is the Dragon getting ready to dock with the International Space Station. Now, this is exciting, David, because this is the first commercial spacecraft that's going to be docking with the International Space Station. It's kind of, um, you know, this whole SpaceX thing. It's the beginning of the next fave phase of space travel commercialization uh, and uh, you know th- on one respect that is great because you know it's great to see uh, a commercial company trying to get into that on the flip side is that all the innovation in space travel for the next 20 years or so is going to be in the commercial sector because nasa is uh, you know has had its budget cut and it's you're really cutting back on what it's doing and and that kind of makes me sad in a way well it does me know. too but by the same token at least as a species, we haven't given up on the concept of going back to space, staying in space, exploring. Um, I think it's very important uh, yeah. for the human species to be there. And if the governments of the world want to do it on the cheap or get out of it completely, then I'm happy that somebody at least is out there. And let's be honest, David, from a purely... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say egotistical. I want to say uh, selfish standpoint. I I really want to go to space one day, and NASA's never going to let me. But if I end up do hitting that lotto, there's going to be, you know, Virgin Galactic and SpaceX. I always favored the salvage one route. Do you remember that show? I don't. I have and, to be and, honest. And uh, Andy Griffiths, as a this was like the late seventies. It only lasted for about a season. About a, as, as a junkyard owner who basically builds a um, rocket to go to the moon out of junk. In right right now, Guy Searle's nodding vigorously at his. Yeah, I remember that. It was. It was. That should be was, on iTunes. <laughs> it was a fun show, but but I think that's the route to go down. Is actually you know, buy the parts and build it yourself. Yeah. What the know. hell? Set, set it up as a Kickstarter project. Mm-hmm. I you know the Kickstarter thing is kind of a an amazing phenomenon. Uh, I know that that Pe- Pebble Watch thing that ties in with yeah. your iPhone has been they got they've raised millions of dollars at this point, and I think they were only shooting for like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Yeah, I was I was wondering if you if you need three hundred thousand and you get a million, do you have to spend it all? <laughs> Can you just pocket the rest? I don't I don't know. I've never looked into no, I, it. <laughs> I wonder what the rules around it are. Well, you know, I um, figure, you know, they, you, you have to be paid to do this. I think that's kind of a given. I mean, no yeah. one could work for free. Too many entrepreneurs actually do. 
they um, put a, you know, I, you see this on, uh, there's, I don't know if they've ever had the show in the States, but we have a show on, on the in the UK called Dragon's Den. Yeah, well, we get that on the on the BBC America. Right. So, you, so you've seen it. I've you know seen the, it. You know the deal for, yep. for anyone who's, who's never seen it. The idea is there's four or five um, investors who are self-made people who have money and they will allow themselves to be pitched to by um, uh, prospective investors looking for investments in their business ideas. Um, and they often can have some pretty harsh criticism of uh, you know, the prospects and, and the, the professionalism of some of the people who come in front of them. I've never disagreed with them. Uh, no, uh, they have, they've, they've missed a couple of things, you know, but um, some of the things they've invested in have become quite big. No, I mean, deal, I, I've, deal, never, deal. I've never disagreed with their criticisms. No. Because it's things that I was thinking myself, like, they, yeah, A, they, nobody uh, wants this, B, you look like a schlub, and if you're going to come in to this meeting yeah. where these four people can possibly hold the key to your future, how about a clean shirt? How about that? That's right. And, uh, you know, and yeah, how about you know what your numbers are and what your margins are going to be? And, right. Come prepared. Uh, yeah. But so often on that on that show, you know, they, they say, right, okay, so you want, I don't know, £150,000. Uh, and how much are you going to be paid out of that? And the, the guy will say, oh, I don't take any money out. And it's like, well, you know, how do you live? How do you support this? How can you give 100% to what you're asking me to invest in if you have another job which actually keeps the roof over your head? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they often say, so don't, don't assume that you can afford to do this for free on top of a day job because you can't. You either do this or you do the day job. It's very difficult to do both. Yeah, it'd be like being a COO of a company in Chicago and... And then owning like a podcast network and a and a website. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. That's right. Yeah. I th- I think well, it's not I, like I. I hear, it's not I like I hear I, the dragons. Um, yeah. Pencil scratching on their notepads in the oh, back. Oh, and it's not. But David, let's be honest. It's not like I have a family or. Any, oh wait. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah the 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 whole Washington D.C. thing that I I told you I'm going to. Uh, in fact, we leave tomorrow probably around uh, six seven o'clock in the morning. We've got uh, an adult nephew coming and staying at the house the whole time we're gone because of the puppies. Um, my older daughters, uh, they're both 17, although uh, my oldest is going to be 18 next month. Uh, and I went to her choir concert last night. It's her last performance in high school because yesterday was her last day of school. Right. So she has graduated. She hasn't had the graduation ceremony, but she's graduated from high school now which wow i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> anyway i feel old how about that yeah um their their band the marching band was picked and it's the first one from michigan to be picked to go to washington dc and uh march in the parade it's the memorial day parade wow in fact i'm pulling it up right now it's called the national memorial day parade figure that out um it's done by the american veterans center it kicks off at 2 p.m on monday uh which is what the 28th 29th whatever it is um let's see it will proceed uh, the national memorial day parade will step off at the corner of constitution avenue and 7th street northwest it will proceed west down constitution past the white house ending at 17th Street. And uh, the only reason I know that is because I've got my Evernote up. I've printed the page. <laughs> yeah. It's Monday, the uh, May 8th, 28th. 
So Julie and I, the kids, the older kids are already on a bus. They, they should be arriving anytime well, within the next hour or two. It's a 12-hour bus ride down. Right. Now, I put the address into the hotel that Julie and me and the two little ones, Brooke and Cole, ages 8 and 4, um, where we're staying at down there. And my GPS unit said, eh, about eight and a half hours. So I don't know if the bus is going a different route or I don't know. I didn't get that. Why it's quicker for me, but whatever. Well, the bus probably has to stop for um, regulatory periods to allow the drivers to rest. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I hope they do because they, it's got my kids in there. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're doing. Um, today is going to be about packing... Loading a lot of movies up on the two iPads <laughs> for the kids in the back. Um, you know, the kids are, the young ones are just extremely excited. I just don't think they realize that this is a long-ass car ride. They think going to Chicago is long, and that's three hours. This, <laughs> we're not even halfway there at <laughs> three hours. So, uh, you know, and probably, the honestly, the hardest part for me is no listening to podcasts. Because that's what kind of focuses me when I'm driving long distances for yeah. a length of time. No, same for me. And uh, I know my wife and kids aren't going to want to listen to podcasts. And I, but I don't think that it's really safe to drive with headphones on either. It's No, it's not really. You need your situational awareness. You need to be able to hear what's going around you. Mm-hmm. You could ride with one headphone in, maybe. Yeah, but then I'm not really hearing the, the show that I want to listen to. Yeah. But then again, if the kids are uh, watching a movie with headphones on and my wife's playing on her iPhone, or she can't sleep in the car, you know, right. I might just yeah. have to bore her some with... Ah, uh, this is the problem, though. You know, I've tried, I've tried that deal in the past, and it's like, you know, in five minutes of being on, it's, what is this? Yeah. I don't like it. You know, how can you listen to this rubbish? And it kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. You must have listened same, to our show, huh? Same, same, yeah, I was going to say, same questions I could ask our, our listeners. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Why are you listening to this? Don't you have something better to do? NPR right now is on. You, you, you'll learn something. No, don't, don't turn us off. <laughs> Probably bad advice if we want to be successful, David. Uh, speaking of successful, let's talk about HP. <laughs> uh, yeah. You see, they... They just laid off. The long arm of your review continues to cast a shadow over that company. It it does. It does. I I was feeling guilty, but I've I've lost the guilt now. Uh, HP lays off 27,000 employees in, quote, restructuring move. They say the company will save around $3 billion and reinvest it in other areas. What a load of crap. Well... Look, who who the heck knows how how fat and inefficient their uh, their staffing structure is? Meg Whitman you know? is in charge of the company. I have zero yeah. hope that they're going to turn it around under that kind of leadership. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, she's not um, she's not exactly set the world on fire since she took over. Um, she's she's at least avoided making some of the dumb decisions the previous incumbent made. Uh, and, though, and though actually wasn't the previous guy quite good until he got uh, drummed out because of a of a scandal. Well, that was two ago. There was that guy, and he was doing real well. 
sex scandal, which it wasn't even a sex scandal. No, it wasn't. He gets yeah, he was... gets kicked out. Another guy takes over that came from SAP. Oh, he that's then, right. He then tried to turn HP into SAP, and yeah. he was the idiot that said, "Oh, we're going to get out of the computer business." Or the, yeah. the consumer computer business. And he was the guy who, after a week of HP TouchPad sales, decided it yeah. looked like a bad deal and pulled the plug. Yeah. Uh, and then and now we have Whitman, who um, is formerly of eBay. Um, she, and she about ran eBay into the ground. She uh, leaves right before they're going to fire her. Yeah. And then she runs for governor of California and spectacularly fails. Um, I don't know when she or how she joined the HP board, but she then... I think she'd already been a member of the HP board. Yeah. And so she got promoted up to uh, CEO. Um, I Look, who knows? Who knows what goes wrong, goes on around the board table of a company like that? Um, I'm sure that in the current climate, climate, um, climate and the, uh, the current history of, of PC sales... Uh, HP does need to do some restructuring. Um, feel sorry for all those people who can lose their jobs. Absolutely, you, you can can't help thinking that um, a lot of those jobs could have been avoided if they'd made smarter decisions earlier on. Um, because ideas like saying we're getting out the PC business doesn't really do much for your sales. So, especially when you're the number one as far as volume PC sales, yeah, to come out and say that is just ridiculously dumb. Yeah. Um, it's, hey, I, you know, I, my heart goes out for these people losing their jobs. Maybe a few of them will um, take the, the, the lessons that they learned at HP, apply it to a new, the, new company that they could go work for, or start their own company and do something that's really going to shake things up. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I hope. In related news, of course... Uh, the guys who made the annual framework for HP for the WebOS, uh, this was the JavaScript framework for the WebOS platform. Yeah. Um, they're all leaving and going to Google. Which is interesting. You wonder whether you know, Google might make a play for WebOS. Obviously, it's gone open source now. Perhaps they could, you know, dive well, My understanding it. is that the JavaScript framework that's part of Android isn't very good. And what they were doing, because remember, WebOS was an OS built around web technologies meant to run locally on your phone or tablet. That's right. Clues in the name. Yeah. Um, I think Google probably will put this innovation to use in their existing products, make their runtime Java framework much better. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wish they could do some UI stuff as well. I mm. think the UI is pretty horrible. Well... I, there's some parts of it that I like, but as a whole, it's clumsy and not intuitive. Mm. But Google is run by engineers, not designers. Whereas Apple is, it seems anyways, from the outside looking in, is run by, other than very smart business people, designers and then engineers. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Sir Jonathan Ive, as he now is, has has received his knighthood yesterday uh, mm-hmm. at Buckingham Palace so he did quite a few interviews uh, on local media here talking about the process and um, kind of how he works and how the team works and it is a very collaborative process everyone kind of assumed it was him and Steve Jobs and it's not it's it is a very collaborative process and uh, I always you know, assumed it was 
yeah, he, he kind of, uh, is, there's some interesting, uh, it's worth doing a search and trying to pick up some of those interviews because you really want an insight into the thinking that goes into their products. And it's so much about the whole widget and not so much about, you know, this feature, that feature. Yeah, Apple isn't no. big into feature creep. No. Um, but let's talk about Apple after this quick break from the Stoplight Network. And uh, Dave and I will be right back. Hi, Timothy Gregoire here from the Church Tech Geeks Podcast. Well, I'm about to run a sound check here at the church for a concert, but I want to take a quick moment to tell you about the Church Tech Geeks Podcast. It's a weekly show that talks about all things live production and church technology. We talk about topics from live sound, lights, and media to building websites for your organization. Join me each week as I walk you through some useful skills or while I talk to special guests from Adam Christensen to Nate Rake in a media shout. Now, if you excuse me, I have the concert run. The Church Tech Geeks is a member of the Stoplight Network. It can be found in iTunes or at thechurchtechgeeks.com or in the Attack of the Stoplight Network feed. Welcome back to Tech Fan. I'm Tim Roberts. Oh, wait. We don't talk like that. You know, I, I went into a gas station. I heard they were playing country music. Maybe I talked about yeah. this last week. I don't remember. But, oh, my God, so. it was terrible. It, you know, I don't listen to FM radio anymore, David. And probably most of the people who listen to this podcast, they, they probably abandoned FM radio a while ago as well. Um, I don't want to be presumptuous, but once you learn about podcasts and get into podcasts, you go back and listen to FM radio. It's so tasteless and phony and fake. Ah, oh, it was painful. Yeah, I know. I, I've not been a fan for a long time. And, um, you know, we, we're going through that, that thing that the States went through uh, here in the UK at the moment where a lot of the um, commercial radio stations are being kind of bought up by... Yeah, um, consolidation's never a good thing. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, you are getting basically carbon carbon copy DJs just turning up on the radio wherever you go. And, hey, uh, you know, it's 45 after the hour, 15 to the hour, it's sunny, yeah, we, 85 degrees. We never, we never really had that style, but we had this kind of... Um, in the UK, the, the DJs kind of have this kind of chatty, matey style. Ugh. Um, Maybe even worse. Uh, well, it, it is a little bit, you know. Um, it, it kind of it's very vapid. That's the thing is that you know it, it, there's a lot of talking but no content. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, nobody not, can not... accuse that of us, David. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get a lot of content. Speaking yeah. of content, uh, airfoil was pulled from the App Store. You mentioned this. Yeah, this was uh, this caused a big fuss a couple of days ago because um, you know the product's been in there for um, about a month. Yeah, well, well, this ver- that's this version. Yeah, version this three point This is where the plot thickens, really. So, uh, the, what this what this this thing does is it allows you to um, stream using AirPlay to uh, to your um, iOS devices from your PC or your Mac. Um, but um, and and kind of they've used their own proprietary uh, proprietary protocol to do that in the past. But what they did with this version is um, they added uh, a, an in-app purchase that allows it to become a full AirPlay receiver. Yep. So that's using Apple's technology. Um, so you know, initially people were going, you know, this 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 is ridiculous. How dare they treat their developers this way? This product's been on the market for two years, and now all of a sudden they decide to pull it. But it turns out that, in fact, to enable this AirPlay functionality and charge for it, they were using um, non-standard proprietary APIs, basically Apple's APIs that they're not allowed to do. And that's why it's been pulled. Yeah, applications are only 
to use documented APIs, not private APIs. That's right. And, and they now- reverse engineered how that API worked, put it in their own product, and Apple said, oh, wait a minute, nope, and pulled it. So in some respects, I, I, you got to play by the rules that are there. You don't get to change the rules just because your, your particular product isn't as good as you want it to be. But by the same token, it's almost like you need to start, Apple really needs to start looking at a case-by-case basis because sometimes blankets cover too much. But I, I don't think this is blanket. I think this is, they've, they've had this problem before. Um, this particular developer and and the, the slight issue I have with it is the way that um, the guy who runs Rogue Amoeba kind of talks about this. You know, Gideon. he still yeah, yeah, still maintains. Oh, we've done nothing wrong. We've got no idea. Um, you know, um, this came out of the blue, and you know, you kind of know the risk you're taking when you reverse engineer proprietary Apple stuff, um, and to to kind of do the. Uh, you know, the coy, oh, how can this happen to me, poor me type routine, when you actually know that you've done engineering that potentially was going to cause this problem is perhaps a little disingenuous. Yeah, I would agree with you. You know, so, and, and to try and sort of capitalize on, um, you know, Apple is so horrible and, and, you know, trying to get the internet behind you without disclosing those full facts is, is a little bit horrible in my view. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of saying, oh, what do you mean I can't do is 70 miles an hour on a 55 zone? Um, I thought it was perfectly fine. You know, I've not done, I've, I've not intentionally done something wrong. That's kind of, yeah, well, you know, but, but you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully so, they'll get it worked out. They'll get the product sure, back I'm, in there, but. I'm sure they get it sorted. But, you know, what, really, what probably what it comes down to, I'm, you can get AirPlay devices. I suspect the issue here is that um, they could have AirPlay support in their product if they paid a license for it, and they found a way to do it without doing that. Well, hey, the AirPlay is a, a free API callout in uh, the iOS, so it's not that. Uh, it's, yeah, no, it's I'm, how they re- it, I'm it, talking about receiving AirPlay. I mean, right, iOS devices right. can act as, as AirPlay senders. Right. But to actually have the receiving technology, you need to pay a license to Apple. Mm, yes, probably. Technology. And yeah. I suspect that by finding a way to do it without doing that, that's not a good way to, um, it's not a good way to engage with Apple, basically. Well, it's, it's still a developing story. I'm looking forward to whatever the resolution is. I hope it works out for Rogue Amoeba. I, I think it's a good company. They make well, at least they, they make really good products. Let me put it that way. And they've been a sponsor of, of, uh, a few of the shows, in particular, um, the MyMac podcast, for many years, they they keep coming back on, and you know, but uh, and yeah, and obviously my comments are based on what I read and what I hear, and not what I know. So you know, we'd probably welcome the opportunity to have a have a chat with Paul and kind of get his take on the story if he was interested. Yeah, either here or maybe uh, Guy and Gas can snag him again for the MyMac podcast and and talk about the story. I'd love to hear it if I can't do it the interview myself we'd be too harsh <laughs> you mean i'd be too harsh you'd be too harsh um so facebook right now as we talk is less than 33 bucks a share good good pricer <laughs> this well, doesn't seem like things are going for facebook really well right now look i i think there was a there is a real bubble effect around facebook you know, when they were preparing for the IPO, it was all, I think a lot of people got very carried away. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, 
with something so high profile, you're always going to get a lot of people who who come in quick, hoping to make a fast buck. Um, and I think what they've suffered from is a lot of people did that, and then when they saw that the price was falling, um, they bailed out quickly. And of course, that that put the stock into a spiral. I, I've always understood, and from my discussions when I speak to my sort of financial advisors about pensions and that sort of thing, is that Warren Buffett. Um, uh, oh, no, Warren Warren's too too old school for me. Okay, I uh, I I I can't, I tend to use a computer program and um, <laughs> a brain in a jar to uh, to deal with my uh, my financial advice. But but what those have told me is that is that really you know buying stocks should be should be a long game, not a short game. Um, and you know, doing buying stocks in the hope of making a quick profit. Um, you know, it's kind of like betting on a racehorse. You know, yes, you can win big, but you could also lose big. And I think a lot of people have done that in this situation. Whether whether Facebook itself is 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 worth what people have paid for it, I don't know. But I, I'm sure it's got legs. And if people hold on to the stock, then it will recover. Um, if you look at the trend since it, I mean, it, it took that nosedive on the first day from forty five dollars down to sub thirty, but it has been steadily climbing since then. So I'm sure it'll come back. Um, you know, you only ever. <laughs> You only ever lose money on stock when you sell it. So That's true. That is very true. The stock's undervalued at the moment, then hold on to it. You yeah. know, it's, if you think it's not- if you think it's a viable long term business, hold on to it. It'll go up. If you don't, and you feel like you're going to take a, a smaller risk now than holding on to it, then that's your prerogative. Yeah. Um, last thing. Let's keep this a short show, David, because I've got a lot of packaging or packing to do and stuff like that. Getting ready for the. <laughs> You got to the, put those kids in the box. For that yeah, journey. that's right. Yeah. Well, well, it's UPS. We'll punch yeah. air holes in. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I keep bringing up the PS Vita because oh. I so want to use this, but there's so no games for it. Uh, I read a post somewhere that you could play PSP games on it, and I thought, well, hold on, how do you do that? Because PSP is the UMD things, and there's no UMD reader in this. Uh, I can't connect a PSP to a PS. Vita, well, it turns out the way you do it, David, is if you buy a PSN game and download it on your PS3, you can then transfer it from your PS3 to your PS Vita. And no, to do this... Say, say that again. Well, I'll tell you I, how... I, I'll, yeah. I'll, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me go through it step by step. Okay. Uh, I wanted to play Grand Theft Auto on my PS Vita. I would like to play the games that I already have, but unfortunately, those are the UMD discs on the PSP, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked for GTA on the PSN store on the Vita, and it would not allow me to download those games. So then I went to my PS3, went to the PSN store on the PS3. I purchased um, Vice City Stories for nine ninety nine. Yes, I just spent ten bucks for a game I already owned. Downloaded it on the PS three. I then plugged my Vita into the PS three, and there's an app that lets you do this. And then I simply copied that data over to the PS Vita from the PS three, and it plays fine. Okay. Now, of course, you know, it was designed for the PSP, so it the, the, the left analog stick works fine, but the right one doesn't do anything. 
Um, but it shows on a whole, if you've got games that you purchase digitally on your PSP, you can re-download those games, possibly install them on your PS Vita by going to the PS... My, that's too much PS crap. Uh, by, by going to the store on the Vita itself and downloading it again. But it doesn't yeah. seem to work that way. It just doesn't allow... It says what you can't download or use this app or game on the Vita. But if you transfer it manually from a PS3, works fine. I don't so get you Sony. Only, you only need two sets of accounts. No, it's the same account. No, it's the right. same account. One, one account, but you need two different types of the game, potentially, if you have it on UMD. Uh, yes. And you need two so- different Sony devices. Yeah, you need at least a PS3, and if it's a PSP game that you're looking for, chances are you already own it. So we're talking three pieces of hardware at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. if, if, you, if you really want to play you know, those PlayStation Portable games on your new Vita, you can do it if you have a PS3. Yeah. So it's kind of good news, but it's also, Sony, why do you have your head up your ass? <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it is sounds dreadf- so dreadfully complicated and requiring so many components that I would imagine that... Yeah, you know, I, I would... Small, very small number of PS Vita ten, owners... 10% of the listeners of this show would actually be able to yeah. do it. Yeah. If they even uh, bothered, why are you trying to download and play what, a game what, from what, seven years ago, Tim? Well, yeah, what would have been nice if you, there was a way you could send your game back to Sony and they say, right, well, well now we'll credit your, your online account with that and you can just load that straight in your Visa. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the smarter way to do it, but I guess, uh, you know, they, uh, Sony's they all about the, getting those extra sales. Ooh, that, that reminds me. I downloaded a Ratchet & Clank game that I tried to play on the PSP. Um, but I just didn't enjoy playing it on that screen. Maybe I will download that game on my PS3 and then move that over to the Vita. I might have to get a new memory card, though. I only got an 8-gigabyte eight, eight memory card, and it's like 70% full already. <laughs> Most did of it's just s- demo. Did you sell your PSP? No, I still have it. I can so see it from here. So why on there? Because I don't, I don't like the PSP. Oh, I, right. I don't like that little thumb thing. Um, the screen was never particularly bright enough for me, it right. always seemed kind of dull. Okay. I like the uh, heft of it, but the hardware itself I thought was lacking. So, um, just while we're talking about games, um, something that I did make a mental note to mention to our listeners, there is, because it's Memorial Day, there is a, um, a huge amount of game sales in the iOS stores at the moment. Um, and there's one movement where a group of indie developers have got together and basically put a whole load of their games on huge sale. So if you go to www.becausewemay.com slash iOS, then Be- you'll find... Hold on the- a minute, hold on. Becausewemay.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was there last night, by the way. I bought about... Well, I bought about 15 games. I paid about 10 quid. Um, and some of the stuff on here is really top and, and they're they're saying that the games that are up there are getting it... They have to have at least a 75% or greater Metacritic rating. Yeah. So, in other words, it's good games. It's all good. Yeah, there's, you know, some of the, you know... Uh, uh, World of Goose on here. Um, some of the Tap Tap games. Um, you know... Uh, I think this is a clever Squids. idea. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's 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 really nicely done. 
they've got Mac games and uh, Android and Steam games on there as well. Um, you know, but it's nice because these are you know these are guys who have really got together to to try and push some sales through. Um, and rather than being just, I mean, EA's got a sale as well, but this is this is all different types of games, different styles of games, rather than. Um, rather than something from the same company, you know, where you're going to get a lot of deprecation. Uh, and this is, this, as I say, you know, to go through, I'm looking there now, there's a whole load that have been added that weren't on there yesterday. Oh. Some of them are even free as well, so... Um, yeah, I picked up know, a few free games last night. I didn't actually buy anything. I just grabbed a few of the ones that were free. Thought, oh, I'll come back and look at this later, but, I, you know, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, so... Um, if you don't remember that URL, com, simply go to techfanpodcast.com, Look for show 78, and we will have direct links to that in our show notes. Awesome. We got a, good. What, what's the name of this episode, David? I'm the one that usually does that, picks that, and comes up with the picture and all that. I, was, I think, I think, I think in, in light of that last item, we should call it Because We Podcast. Because We Podcast. Because We... So what's the picture? What's the album artwork that I get? Yeah, see, the, that, you got the easy part. That's easy. Uh, Coming up use, with that stupid uh, use, picture. Use the joystick. Huh? Use the joystick on the top of their page. Give them some promotion. Well, uh, oh, on the top of Because We May? Yeah. Yeah. Joystick on that page. I'm making a, I would say a mental note, but it's it's a text edit note. <laughs> yeah. And that, that sells on until June 1st, so that's all next week. That's awesome. Great tip. Great uh, advice there, David. I appreciate that because I'm going to do exactly that because I'm lazy. And, uh, yeah, it's support independent developers, everyone listening. Look, we're an independent podcast, so we understand what that's like when you don't have a mega corporation behind you paying all the bills and telling you what to and what not to do. Um, Support these guys. Support these women because they're doing a great job making these devices worth owning. Yeah. They're worth saying, if you are a mega corporation who would like to tell us what to do for loads of money, then feel free to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, I never said there was anything wrong with it. I just said that <laughs> that's not the case with us. <laughs> so, my friend, uh, we need to wrap up. Uh, I will be online next Friday, hopefully. You will uh, be as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling to Paris late afternoon, so we might need to see if we can do the show early. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'll email you about that online. I need to figure out what my schedule is. So. Sounds good. For everybody okay. else out there, we'd love to hear feedback from you. Go to techfanpodcast.com, click the Contact Us button, fill out the form, hit Submit. We'll get it and read your content or your uh, comments right here on the show. So for David, I'm Tim. See you in a week.